when I discovered that it has a whistler in it, and it just sounds like a mortar. And he <laughs> sucker in the back of the head so fucking hard. Uh, this it, came from the Dollar Tree? It, uh, family Dollar, yeah. Oh, Family Dollar. It's, okay. it's fantastic. It's the most frightening thing. It's this <laughs> lightly colored, whistling fucking thing. Like, it might be an actual explosive. Oh, dude, you could... I, so I'm I'm just going to end up putting a nail in it and just shooting stuff. Uh, <laughs> that might look out, he's got a board with a nail in it. Well, we've got these rabbits outside that I keep trying to, like... Like, I built a blowgun at a brake line and, and all sorts <laughs> of other shit. I haven't been able to get one yet, but I think if I put a nail in this, I think I can get a rabbit. You are totally the biggest mark! The Hulk Hogan, you can go to hell. And all these people are a bunch of stinking bums, aren't you? The reigning United States heavyweight champion, Brett Hitman Clark. Welcome back to the Lake Show. <laughs> to the late Nitro <laughs> Party podcast. I'm Zach. I'm joined with Clay. We got Grant on the other line here. Hey, kids. From, uh, from St. Louis. Yay. Yeah. Well, don't tell them where he lives. Now they're going to come St. Louis. <laughs> he lives exactly in St. Louis. Go find him. Okay. Um, this next Nitro, October 16th, 1995, from the Albany Civic Center in Albany, Georgia, not New York. Um we Let's could see. we could not find any attendance numbers on this particular show. Which means show. it was so bad it wasn't that So if anybody knows, feel free to leave a comment. Or if you were there, leave a comment. Tell us how it was. So so in your notes here, Clea, you're talking about WCW Pro. Is that something that happened before this that, show? That's, well, that's their off, um, I don't know, that's like something that was maybe on Tuesday nights, I think, on TBS. Right, yeah. Um, they're going to play, uh, basically, Flair and Sting come together oh, as partners yeah, 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 yeah. I for Halloween Havoc. And for those of you who don't know, spoiler alert, uh, Flair's going to turn on Sting, and they're going <laughs> to reform the Horsemen. So, yeah, shocking. Mm-hmm. Somebody turns on Sting. Uh, largely held of as the, the dumbest man in pro wrestling because all his friends turn on him, not just once, not just twice, but repeatedly throughout his entire career. Yep. Um, so, as you're all aware of how this works... I hope that you've at least listened to episodes one through six at this point. And if you haven't, that's cool, too. I mean, that's the nice thing about these is that we're, we're going through this, you know, by the storylines. But if you remember a certain Nitro and want to see what we think about it, just watch them at random. That's cool, too. We have had comments um, just by word of mouth. Uh, people talking about how it's almost unbearable watching some of these old shows. But the fact that they're, they're we're right, listening, by the way, <laughs> whenever they listen with our audio on top of it, it gives it a whole new light. And it, it at least makes it bearable to watch. Yeah. So I guess that means a little we're comic relief. Doing and okay. it, it's a good way to go back and relive this. I mean, like I said, sometimes it's hard just to sit down and watch old nitros. It's like, oh yeah, I want to watch Scott Norton wrestle. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Kaz Hayaki or Hizashi? Was it Kaz Hizashi? Kaz Hayashi. There's any thank you, Kaz Hayashi. There's any Kaz Hayashi marks out there? I apologize. So yeah, just a little feedback there. I thought I'd share with everybody. So either yeah. way, so uh, bring up your uh, episode on the uh, on the network. Wait for your ads to be finished and press play in three, two, one, play. 
I got a surge ad. A surge ad? Like, oh yeah, they're making that again, aren't they? Oh yeah, I've got I've drank tons of it. Grant, if, if you want bladder cancer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <drink. laughs> That's actually what the, the same commercial said. It said if you want bladder cancer, there was a jingle. Hey, uh, sir, good people at Surge, if you want to send us a case after we've just said that your brother causes bladder cancer. Hey, Grant, whenever you start, uh, just let me know and I'll tell you how many seconds we're in and you can just kind of fast forward and maybe. What? No, I didn't actually get a commercial. Oh, I thought no. you, because I thought you were talking about the ad before the show. I was being clever. Oh, well, a lot, yeah, of, what, lot of empty space in this arena is what I'm noticing right now. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. A lot of open around space. Yeah. looks like it's in an old hockey, uh, it's in a hockey rink. Yeah, Albany, Georgia. Apparently, Albany, Georgia probably has like a minor league. This freaking dog. That dog is terrified. What kind of dog? I don't know anything about dogs. It's. I think uh, it's a Chihuahua. I guess that's what I. Yeah, I bet it is. I bet it is. (laughs) He's looking at his butt. Okay. Um, storyline question: Do we, do we, the audience, do we know who Eric Bischoff is in the company? Or do we just think? No, no. At this point, he's just a at this point, it'd be like in the in the late '80s when Vince McMahon was just a goofy announcer, and we didn't know he ran the company. Well, then I'm sure there's a lot of people at home wondering why this guy doesn't get fired (laughs) because he's awful a lot of the time. So this is from WCW Pro. Sting says, "If you turn on me, I'll leave you for dead," which is pretty serious. But when it who's that kid in the (laughs) ring? Oh, that's Tony. Oh, wait. No, not, that that's Tony Schiavone. That's not the kid. There's a kid in face paint. It's, oh, that's a, it, a little stinger. You see how tiny Schiavone is compared to both these guys? Like, yeah. he's a head shorter than both of them. Well, he's going to turn on you, Sting, <laughs> so you better kill him. Yeah, there's like not very many people. Maybe that's why I couldn't find attendance figures on yeah. this because it was so embarrassing they didn't publish it. <laughs> they never it. posted it. Well, and you see they don't even have the floor is not even full. There's a big area. Everybody shut around. up right. so we can look at Kimberly Page. Yeah. Damn it. That that's my childhood, right? Shut that that's puberty. Me. That is walking puberty right uh, there. Look at them. Okay, anyways. This is this is He's going Yeah, get yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh. The mascot takes a bump. Heel DDT is actually kind of yeah he's, kind of fu- he's fine he's the TV champ this yeah. time for our first time seeing Diamond Dallas Page he's going to be a three time uh, heavyweight champ for WCW one started, of the, this gimmick started with uh, Scott Hall when he's in WCW as the Diamond Stud right well he was, he was his manager was his manager right old man old man right there started yep. Star- wrestling. St- started wrestling when he was thirty five years old which is ancient. Super hard worker. They they said that you know it wasn't just a gimmick of him watching footage and all that. That was that was for real. He really wanted to get better. I mean, really a blue collar type mm. guy was his gimmick later on. This is before he has his uh, Nirvana, uh, his self high five music. Right. Yeah. He had some other music at this time. Just generic. So this guy at this time is uh. one of my favorites. Johnny B. Bad? Johnny B. Bad. Are you serious? Oh, man, I love Johnny B. Bad. What the hell's wrong with you? Well, I bet gl- your grandma loved him. He, he had a glitter cannon, and he had those little kiss stickers that he'd put on people. Yeah. And he really does look like Little Richard. 
So Oh, he does. So this is what I like about this match. What I like about this match is that it doesn't happen. <laughs> because as we'll see, DDP gets fed up with his nonsense and Frisbee throwing antics and just decides to waffle him with the TV yeah. title. He could have potentially murdered Johnny B. Bad in this match because he gets a hold of that cannon and he points it out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like and here we go, just waffles him in the back, and Nick Patrick immediately throws the match out. The bell hadn't even rang yet at that point, had it? Or did the bell ring? I, I don't know. No, I didn't hear a bell. The match got thrown out. So technically, there's no way he could get DQ'd because the match hadn't started. So no contest. This is... If uh, if y'all want to see some Kimberly Page boobage, uh, check out the forty year old virgin. Yeah, you know the where like yeah. it like he's in her, he's on like a the dating the speed dating thing. yeah speed dating yeah. thing and her uh, her uh, jubbly falls out yeah I think he shoots this cannon off which this thing is just loaded with CO look at that thing just CO two pressurized. Uh. So I think the angle here is that he, he waffles in with his be- title belt and steals the kiss cannon. Uh. Or the glitter cannon or the bat. Oh, it's called the bad blaster. Well, that makes a lot more sense. Because everybody loves alliteration in pro wrestling. I If I had one, it would have two barrels. <laughs> I marked out when DDP just waffles in with the bell. Yeah. Like, I loved that. Because I didn't really want to see this match anyway. The poor ring crew had to sweep all that crap up. <laughs> I missed the TV title. Yeah. It was a good belt. There's really, like, no equivalent of it. Like, Not really. Well, not yeah. it's, it's it's the perfect gimmick. The, the gimmick yeah. with the TV belt is that it was largely defended, obviously, on television, on all the different shows, and it was the matches were always 10 to 15-minute time limits, so yeah. you could work, work a draw in there and have the champion keep his title but still let the other guy get over. So it was kind of a nice device to yeah, use. Yeah, no, it was, and, and, and we'll get into it later, but I I think the best TV champ ever, Booker T. Yeah, I was um, just thinking that. And, and while they're building him, you get to see him wrestle every TV All, show. Yeah, he got a lot of exposure that due was, to that. That was the, how they sold the rule at that was that he had to defend it every time there was a TV show. When did WCW Thunder start? 98. 98. January of 98. Grant, you were at, like, one of the first ones. I was at a very early Thunder, yeah. I I was actually, I was going to say on the last episode, I remember every time I'd go to a wrestling event, as soon as I sat down, I would immediately look up to see if there was a steel cage hanging on the off chance that I'd get to see a steel cage match. Yeah. So, this is, without a doubt, going to be the match of the night. Probably the match of... Match all of, the nitros we've yeah, seen until so they wrestle again, and then yeah. it'll probably be better. It's Jr. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know something I just noticed: we there aren't a lot of signs in the crowd at this point. Yeah, maybe they. I mean, I remember a couple episodes ago we had a Hogan sucks sign in the front row or something like that, but we don't see a the lot. Thing is, of signs. The thing is. Every sign was Hogan sucks, and Bischoff had a confidence game. Us that may once you may once, be more right than you know. Once we get into like the Monday Night Wars, hot and heavy, it's there's nothing in the crowd but signs. Yeah. So, Chris Benoit is wearing his old Pegasus Kid tights. This is before he really had the Crippler gimmick. Uh-huh. He wasn't in the Four Horsemen yet, 
So he's wearing these blue and white uh, trunks where I believe when he wrestled as the Pegasus kid in Japan and Mexico. So, elephant in the room time, folks. Chris Benoit, your thoughts? Uh, he's a great wrestler. He went nuts and he supposedly now, he, I mean, killed they, his The family. guy killed his family than himself. Um, and, yeah, no, he was, he was batshit crazy. He had no idea. Well, you know. they did a, a study of his brain. Right. He actually was able to get a hold of it. Uh, I just say science was able to get a hold of it. <laughs> They said he had, like, the brain of an Alzheimer's patient. Yeah, he had the brain of, like, a 90-year-old Alzheimer's patient. And we don't want to get too serious on you folks, but if pro football is going through a lot of concussion, uh, CTE, the chronic traumatic encephalopathy, the damage to the brain tissue that comes with repeated blows to the head, and people want the NFL to be held responsible for that. So... These guys, they're having this from pro wrestling. What's the difference? Yeah. Honestly. They're doing this of their nice crossbody from uh, Guerrero there. He makes that look really good. What's the difference between the NFL and Vince McMahon with this? Because you could say it was Chris Benoit's fault that he got it due to his real aggressive, hard bumping style and and really physical uh, ring work. But at the same time, the reason why he had to do that was because promoters, Eric Bischoff, says, this is why you're here. Go out there and put on a show. Get the crowd hot. Yeah, and absolutely. the only way he's, – he's not going to do that cutting a promo. Right. He's just not. He's got to go kill himself for ten minutes. No. It's, and it's, unfor- unfortunately, it, it – It's that you have to work 350 days a year. You don't get time off. There's no – you know, you got to be a man. You don't go to the doctor. You don't take time off. You don't get paid. You know, that's... So, I mean, it it was really tragic. I mean, I remember where I was at when the news broke that, you know, first it just broke that Chris Benoit had had passed away. Yeah, they did a special on Raw, a dedication, before they realized what actually happened. Oops. So, anyway... you? He said you remember where you were. I was at uh, Buddy's house, uh, drink a beer. (laughs) At that point in our lives, that's probably a a good guess, if you didn't know. I think it was actually Buddy's house playing music. What time or what year was this? I think he died in 2007. 2007? So I'd been in college. Mm. At Eastern, right? Uh, yeah, I, I'd been at Eastern at that time. So these guys, if you if you haven't noticed, are putting on one hell of a show. Eddie, Eddie will do a hell of a job selling his arm throughout this whole match, and that's something you just don't see anymore. A guy's injured on a part of his body, he sells it for a couple moves, and then he quits selling it. Eddie sells this arm throughout the whole match. Awesome Northern Light suplex there by Benoit. Benoit tried to uh, mold himself in the image of the Dynamite Kid. Right. They both started out in Stampede Wrestling. If, uh, If you don't know who the Dynamite Kid is, look him up and... I mean, it looks like Chris Benoit in the ring. Yeah, they look also identical. a guy who went crazy. Yeah, uh, he's still alive, however. He's but in a he's wheelchair, though. He's pretty totally. Uh, he's messed up. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Largely thought of to be one of the most insufferable pricks in the wrestling yeah. industry, though. He's everybody, just a British like everybody hated this guy. Yeah, except for Chris Benoit. Benoit loved him. Mm-hmm. Bruce yeah. Billington is that his name? Uh, Tom Billington. Tom Billington. That's right. Good match. I'm, you know, 
other than the very ending of the story, uh, both these guys go on to really good things. Yeah, right. yeah I mean, WrestleMania... Not, not in this promotion. Though. No, this I mean, promotion. both these guys reached about U.S. title level yeah. status in the company. This is something to where, I mean, WrestleMania 20, both of these guys were world champ, and within three years, they were both dead. I mean, Benoit becomes a horseman, which actually, that's pretty prestigious. Yeah. Guerrero becomes the leader of the LWO. What's wrong with that? You know, I'll, 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 I'll be honest. I'll, I'll admit it. I always saw Benoit going on, doing something good. I was always sold on him. I, I, I really, I wouldn't have guessed Eddie. I'm the same way. I never, I yeah, never I agree with that. I'm glad he did. He earned it. He, he did a good job. He, you know, every bit deserved that and, and earned it. But no, I, I really wouldn't have ever guessed him to get over that well. This is one of those matches. I mean, we're not describing a lot of the action. And honestly, it's because these guys are moving too fast. There's too much stuff going on. They're fitting a lot into... This is only a, maybe not even a 10-minute match. They get a little time to do their thing, but... Both these guys, just go back and watch this match. I mean, anytime these guys get together, it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, this Both, is this is what wrestling should look like. Yeah, very real. I mean, Benoit's selling style and even his offense too. I mean, it it portrays it as very high impact, real. Like it looks like it hurts because it does. Guerrero's a is he a third generation wrestler? He's at least second generation. His father, I believe, was Gory Guerrero. Gory. It there wouldn't was, surprise me if there he's, was like a Mondo Guerrero or I, something. Yeah, from way it, back. You're probably right. I, my lucha libre history isn't yeah, what it should be. Off there. Yeah. Yep. Just a straight. Uh, what's the judo throw? That's like a uranagi yeah. or something like that. Oh, someone hates us right now out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's probably not right, but. You can tell that Benoit just has a real uh, good knowledge of just the way the body works and the way that contorts certain things and make it look horrible, you know? Horrible in a way that it makes it look painful. Bischoff needs to quit congratulating the Atlanta Braves. Well, he knows who who signs his checks. Yeah. Because Ted Turner, you got to get that in there. Nice Nice springboard Hurricane Rana from Eddie there. Too close to the ropes. That's a smart man right there. See, Eddie's still selling that arm. Oh! And that's, I mean, that's how you get concussion. Yeah, that's why he, he landed right on his head. Here's another thing. I mean, and it's it's not like I necessarily think anyone in the back was smart enough to know this, but we don't really have a face and a heel in the ring right now, which means your work rate has to be that much better because True, there's right. no inherent entertainment value of one guy being yeah. good and one being bad. Right, it's just two guys trying to win. Right, you're watching an athletic competition, not, you know... Not a storyline, right. yeah. The story is the match, right. basically. And I think you have to be a lot better. It's, it's you know, Hogan wasn't exactly. necessarily the best guy in the ring, but he could still be oh. the guy because it was, there was a good story. Yeah, can you imagine if Hogan, like, wasn't involved in an angle and he just came out and wrestled all the time the way he does? Yeah, he wouldn't be very popular. He wouldn't be popular at all. Nice. Oh, yeah. and Eddie that time off that powerbomb landed right on the back, just whiplashed the back of his head into the mat. 
I'd say if you had, I'd say Benoit is probably playing the heel here, just by yeah. the way he's inter- interacting with the ref. But you know, not super heelish. Eddie's playing the baby face. He's selling more, selling his arm, more of the underdog, the smaller guy. Yeah, he played to the crowd before that frog splash. Yeah. So we get a full Nelson nice. belly-to-back suplex for the three. There we go. He was using that. This is before. I, I was kind of disappointed we didn't see a diving headbutt. Yeah. But maybe he wasn't using he that. He doesn't use the crippler crossface. No, this is before yeah. he uses the crippler crossface as a finisher. Good match. No, it's it's the best match you'll see. I mean, on this show with the amount of time allotted, that's as good as you can hope for. You know, and they will. Both of these guys will will go on it, especially Benoit. Um, and I know I've mentioned this before, but I was always a big fan of the WCW mid card. Um, you know, Benoit goes on to work with with Page. He goes on to do a little work with with Raven. Um, you know, some real good solid stuff. They just never. They never pushed him over the top. They never allowed him to move beyond that into the main event status. But, you know. Wasn't it him and Booker T that did that series of matches? Yeah, and then we'll get to see uh, We'll get to see that. Is that for the TV title? I think it's a TV title. Yeah, it's for the best, TV title. And then. That's the seven series. That's, that's one of my favorite ever, is that. Well, they gave Benoit the, uh, title, the world title the day he quit. Right. He wanted that pay-per-view, and then he quit the next day with all the yeah. other guys. Went, or 01, went to, uh, or 2000, I think, went to went to the Fed. Oh, yeah, the Radicals. With a Z. So this match right here that we just watched, ben, ben was talking about it right now, or Ben Wall. Ben Bish, Bischoff's talking about it right now. This is the birth of the cruiserweight division right here. They plug how they're, you know, going to start, the WCW cruiserweight division and these two guys are going to be featured in it. So this is all you could argue. This is the birth of that division was that match. Did they ever have like a light heavyweight title before this? If they did, it would have been back like when Bill Watts was in WA I don't believe they did. Yeah, I don't but. think so. So a dollar 49 a minute. That's a ripoff. And Good, but good. see, this is the internet wasn't huge yet. It, in fact, not many people had it in '95. You could run up a serious phone bill if you're little. I'm sure a lot of kids got their kid gets a hold of that. Pounded. <laughs> Minimum in wage in 1995 was four dollars and twenty five cents. Oh, <laughs> that's a, a lot of money. A, a gallon of gas was about a buck, a buck five. Um. Yeah. It wasn't even that though. The gas. I remember when we turned sixteen. It was gas like was nine, Gas was ninety eight cents when I got my driver's license. Dag nabbit. A soda and a machine was forty five or fifty cents. A candy bar was fifty cents. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, you get, for a buck, you can go to the gas station and get a drink and a candy bar. So we get uh, Mean Gene hawking his hotline, and yep. um, we get the Giant and the Taskmaster coming out. For what is sure to be a absolutely riveting promo, mm-hmm. I yeah, Jimmy Hart should have been with the with with the Giant. So, which he actually will manage him. Jimmy Hart will manage the Giant later on when he's world champion here, like about a year from now. I think it would have made a lot more sense to have Heenan be his uh, since they're going with the angle yeah. that he's Andre's son. That would have been a great angle. That would at least I mean, and Heenan could talk for him. I mean. 
So one problem I got with Kevin Sullivan, look, I, I don't want to sound like Hulk Hogan here and just bitch about small guys, but when you're the same height as Gene Okerlund, like, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't believe that you're going to whoop anybody's ass. Mm-hmm. No, not unless not unless you're just an absolute fire plug in the ring. Athlete, yeah. Unless, unless just, you're a, a fit Finley in the ring. He, he's just slow and plodding and just doesn't – he just doesn't impress me. Yeah. And, I mean, that's just me. I mean, people out there might love Kel, Kev, eh, Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> if you do, we want to know why. Or as I almost called him, Kelvin Selvin. <laughs> Kelvin Sullivan. That kid in the back just... No, he stopped. I mean, I, I could give two shits what he's saying right now. It's, yeah, yeah. okay, darkness, and mm-hmm. we're evil, and I have face paint eyebrows, and... That lady with binoculars over his shoulder. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> I can't see you, Kevin Sullivan. Okay, we we shaved his mustache and took his identity. That's actually how you stole identities in the 90s. You <laughs> shaved people's mustaches. Yeah. We don't need your social security number. He's he's like a bad Paul Bearer. Yeah, I mean, Paul Bearer, Paul Bearer Percy Pringle, yeah, he's he's awesome on yeah, the mic. Absolutely. I mean, he, he played that character to the hilt. Like, nobody cares in the crowd, either. No. I would honestly rather listen to the Giant Cutter promo. Yeah. Granted, he's young. He's maybe not as seasoned, but I'd at least be more interested in what he has to say. I, I love... The new and future. I love Sullivan's, like, New Jersey accent yeah. or whatever yeah. that is. He's like, ooh, I'm evil, but I have this, like, <laughs> you know mobster accent. He's trying to hold his hand. <laughs> We're, we are uh, trying to get this monster truck thing over like a there, some bitch. There you go, Zach. He's going to push him over the roof. Ah, oh, there we go. Yeah. He uh, Bischoff's in his ear. Don't forget to mention the monster trucks. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get this over. It's just like he has a, actually a pretty good promo, but at the end he just he says monster truck at the end just to get it in. <laughs> So, Mean Gene, I wonder if Mean Gene, I wonder if Gene knew he was going to do that. Because his hand is legitimately the size of Mean Gene's face. No, uh, the Giant did a much better job talking than Sullivan. Yeah, I mean, I I believe him more. Right. Kevin Sullivan's gimmick should have been that he was like a child molester. Like, I believe that. Well, they, they tried that with uh, Dustin Rhodes, remember? Right, right. <laughs> and that didn't. Didn't but quite I'd, work out. But I'd believe it with Kevin Sullivan. Like, he might have girls locked in his basement. Like, I believe that. Or just like, he's John Wayne Gacy. Right, yeah. Like, exactly. out of that. <clears throat> hey, guys, there's a pay-per-view coming up. Oh, really? There's going to be monster trucks turning into guys and then back in. And... <laughs> Transformers. And cartoon ghosts <laughs> in the background. <laughs> they look That's like horrible. A, they, that one looks like Grimace from McDonald's. Grimace, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> and then there's going to be like a happy skull and a angry skull. So, yeah. folks, your homework for the next week or two is watch Halloween Havoc 95. Or, or, and you'll understand. 
Well, no, I think it's actually pretty important to watch to understand how bad things were. So we've got right there in that little video package, we've got in the one before this, it was Hacksaw, and then it was Ming, but it was Ming wearing a tracksuit. Yeah, well, I think it was like a black like karate gi. It might have been. But, he, but he, not his mask? He didn't have his big predator helmet pig mask was thing. That, was that Hugh Morris before Hogan? That was. That was Hugh yeah. Morris. Recently fired from the uh, WWE. Yeah, he, he apparently is not a very nice person. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he basically, he's he's a trainer from, like, the territory days. Like old but school. But now that's not PC. Yeah, you just can't do that anymore. You can't be, like, you know... Dick Murdoch in today's society. So Bischoff is bitching about Disco Inferno being out here, yet he's the one that plans all this shit. I love how he says something like, he's not supposed to be out here, he's not even uh, on the roster, but he had a match like two shows ago. Then why is he not being beaten by security with billy clubs? You know, I, I do like at least when he comes out, they're like, no, there's something scheduled for this time block. Right. Get out of here. Like he's, I see. Ming, if this was a shoot, probably would have just, just murdered just him murdered on him the spot. Right there. I don't really like his hoodie slash mask thing. I want to see the big predator mask. So is it. he not a member of the Dungeon of Doom anymore for some reason? No, he is. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> trying to get that predator mask through uh, airport security? Yeah. I mean, at that time, you probably could anything, but still, yeah, they're, they're going to have some questions. Anything. Okay, Grant, I know, I, gr- I know you have some thoughts on this. What is Hacksaw Jim Duggan's gimmick? American. <laughs> he, American, he, American yokel. He, he, yeah. Wait, is he from uh, Niagara Falls? Is that where he's... Or he's from, um, like, yeah, I think Niagara Falls, New York, like a... Northern New York. I imagine that's what people are like there. He's He's got a flag to show that he loves America, and he's a little drunk, and uh, he's his not offense, that good of a fighter, so he has a big stick. His offense does, like, is his offense is very John Wayne-like. Yeah. Just big roundhouse punches, and he, wears, and he stumbles around a lot when he gets hit. And he wears blue underpants. <laughs> Those are I I don't think those are wrestling trunks. No, they're just they're kind of baggy. Hanes like... underwear. <laughs> Why did he fall down there? Oh, that, so so he yeah. could do that. Yeah. Jim yeah, Duggan just outsmarted down. someone. <laughs> <laughs> like his his gimmick is that he's an idiot <laughs> who likes to foy. These guys are putting on a good match. It, for for them, yes. <laughs> it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. He throws uh, Terry Funk those punches. Those punches. And, yeah, those don't look very good. But the nice thing is Terry Funk will throw those punches and then moonsault into an <laughs> right. explosive pile of barbed wire. Terry Funk always kind of reminded me of someone who was moving as if he were drunk. He reminds me of, like, my crazy uncle. That's yeah, <laughs> who right. Terry Funk reminds me of. <laughs> That's who Duggan reminds me so of. So Ming no-sells a scoop slam and just punts him right in the face. So we're going to see a rare occurrence here, and that is Jim Duggan 
jobs clean to something. There's no DQ, there's no count out, there's no schmas. He straight up jobs to the, um, this is called the Tongan Spike hold. This is just a thumb to the throat. Is that the Tongan Death Grip? Is that the same thing? The Tongan Death Grip was like he grabbed your Adam's ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It this was is more there. Was a standing move. It's called the Tongan Spike. What was he doing? He was like grabbing his Adam's apple. No, he like, had a thumb. It was a thumb oh, in the okay. neck. Damn it! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking argue with me. Um, <laughs> Jim Duggan, I think that would be a good like TV show. Like Jim Duggan, like that's him for real. It's not a gimmick. And just putting him in different situations, like working oh, in an is. office or... That, that show know. on the network, you need to watch The uh, Legends House. It's hilarious. Okay. okay. It's, it's basically Piper and Duggan, like, just bickering all the time. Like, Tony Atlas is there and Oakland's there. It's hilarious. So we get another evil Hogan promo. Jimmy Hart looks frightened. What are the graphics behind them? It, it's, it's the horrible. It's the, it no, it's the same graphics... They're just, they took all the color well, off. I mean, the black and red white, yellow. The black and gray just stripes. Like, where are they supposed it's, to be? Uh, it's monochrome. They're in... They're in if, a, you're, if you're to print, that graphic can be monochrome. Right, but they're in what? Like, a stripe factory? Like, where is this taking place? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is back... I always kind of had a soft spot for the old WWF promos where it's like, the Ultimate Warrior's cutting a promo, and his logo... Right. It's all green screen is, stuff. ...is behind him, and it says Ultimate uh, Warrior. I always... For some reason, I just thought those were cool. It was probably because I was seven at the mm. time. They were cooler than this. This whole kind of, yeah, type of promo is kind of getting phased out. The next race. Stop it. During this promo, Hogan says he is fighting for the destiny of wrestling. <laughs> Who side's he on? Well, he's on Hogan's side. <laughs> That's whose side he's on. Still pointing up that the giant is the son of Andre, which, if you don't know already, spoiler alert, that's a work. That's not true. He always calls him Stinking Giant. Stinky Giant. Does Paul White have body odor? <laughs> he called Andre the same thing. It's like a promo from back then. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. He did. You know, Hogan is notorious for not wanting to put anybody over and not doing jobs and this or that. But you know what? People job... Did Andre the Giant have to job for Hogan if he didn't want to? No. He could have potatoed the hell out of Hogan. Oh. Hogan wasn't pinning him. Mm -hmm. Granted, he's he's old and not moving very good at the time, but you you just ain't going to do anything to Andre unless he wanted you to. Yeah. So what's the uh, premise of this? He's Jimmy, evil. Jimmy Hart's very cold. Haven't you been watching the... <laughs> Damn Halloween Havoc promos. It's man versus man. <laughs> oh, okay. Machine versus machine. It's yada, yada, yada. Monster truck, yada, yada, yada. Off the top of the roof, I'm yada, kind yada, of playing yada. Sticking giant. This heel persona now. Jesus, Hogan, stop talking. He did, he, <laughs> He's a filthy giant now. He just, I love this spit. I'm going to spit. I'm so mad I'm going to spit. <laughs> I've never Stinky. been that mad. <laughs> that would probably end like the uh, the argument if you just got so mad you spit for no reason. What is Jimmy Hart doing? He's just he's, he's just, just like caressing. He, he, help. 
Oh, he's gonna bury him. Huh. Where? Where? You don't have a permit for that. In an empty lot somewhere in Detroit. People. He's gonna, he's gonna push him off the top of a building, then go down and bury him yeah, in the middle of Detroit. Spoiler alert, that shit really happened. I guess well, maybe, that was... Yeah, I don't know. That was about four minutes of my life I'm never getting back. Here you go, All right. Double A finally gets an entrance. It's not quite as good as the Horseman entrance music that will come about here uh, shortly, but Double A's music is is the shit. This is when, uh, you know, back in the day, every, well, not every promotion, but WCW, WWF had an in-house guy whose job it was to make music, to write. Jimmy Jimmy Hart did a lot of that. Yeah. And we get another Halloween Havoc. I'm getting real tired of seeing that. I hope Vader's there. I'm excited about that. They keep showing (laughs) him. You're going to be disappointed. It's like he's not with the company anymore, but they're too cheap just to make a new promo without Vader in it. Right. They just keep running the same thing over and over again. I I actually think they can do that because he hasn't officially been fired yet. Oh, really? Like, he's still technically under contract. They just took him off TV. Mm -hmm. Also, and don't forget, it's, you know, at this time, if they made a new tape, they were literally making a new tape. Like True. They had to splice together footage, and yeah, it's not like and today you just hop on the computer and cut and paste, and you're done. The VHS era was uh, was something. Is Flair wearing the same ring gear he did last week. Mm-hmm. The lavender purple periwinkle purple ensemble. So <laughs> this matches. This this match is supposed to be Double A and Pillman versus Flair and Sting, but uh, Flair's coming out by himself. No Stinger yet, so we'll see what the deal with that is here shortly. I hope they coordinated outfits. I want that T-shirt. That's mm-hmm. that's, fr- that's freaking awesome. Clay, you got a wedding coming up. If I can find one. Be much appreciated. I'm sure that's what you Stacey... need to come down the aisle in a robe like that. I'm sure, I'm sure that's what Stacy wants for a wedding gift is a wrestling T-shirt. She has no say. I'll get I'll get her one too. That'd be great if we all had like four horsemen T-shirts. Oh, we'll be in Texas. Randy Anderson sells uh, sells nothing. Yeah. Well, for those of you looking to get into wrestling and, and doing tag teams, uh, you know, you learn here from Flair, you want to talk to the guy that you're teaming with on when you're going to come out. You yeah. Know, you, you know. We'll, we'll see here. The reason why Sting doesn't kayfabe, the reason why Sting doesn't come out with Flair is because he was trying to see if Flair was serious. Because he's, he's still afraid Flair's going to screw him, which, which he yeah. is, just not right now. So the, all this is is just trying to goad Sting into their match at Halloween Havoc. Oh, there you go, Bischoff, helping you out. Yep. So that's what they're selling. Sting will come out here in a bit, but he's just seeing what Flair's got. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> Double A bumping hard on the outside for Flair. He's the most over guy in the company, and they aren't burying him, burying him too bad right now, but in the coming months and year... Yeah, well, Bischoff hates him. Uh, yeah, him and Bischoff don't get along. What? You know, we oh. want, we want Sting chant. Yep. Got Bischoff telling us that if we're just joining in, we we just missed a very impassioned speech by the champion Hulk Hogan. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you didn't. Double A, I mean, he, he's got the body of just a beer-swilling, just doesn't look like he's doing a whole lot of crunches, but the guy can run a, can wrestle a 40-minute match and not get tired. Flair forgets to put on, <laughs> forgets how to apply the figure four for a second. Hey, don't do that. <laughs> Please don't, no. I don't think I've ever seen Flair do that before. I know, it's, it's rare. He, he got excited. <laughs> I'm laughing because this is entertaining. Just yeah. putting on figure fours to everybody in the ring. Yeah, like I'm I'm entertained. So, one thing. Watch Double A here. He's selling his leg. Mm-hmm. Yep. Guys don't do that shit anymore. The lost art of selling. He's, you know, he's still selling it. So, something I've noticed, that's about the fourth time Flair's hit a top rope move since the start of Nitro. His percentage has gotten way better on hitting those, mm. that top rope axe handle. Spinebuster. Ooh. Awesome. That's his finisher, right? I think he was using DDT as a finisher at this huh. time. The Spinebuster was kind of this, look at the crowd Man, go nuts. So there's Sting, and the crowd popped like crazy for him. Hilariously waiting for the tag. Yeah. Oh, get him out of there, ref. We have rules. So the other team can double team him. I kind of wish they would have made Sting heel at one point in his career. I, he would have made a great heel. They... Yeah, maybe, but the crowd wouldn't yeah, have they wouldn't it. let it happen. The crowd would would never let that happen. He's one of the few people in wrestling that they tried and they could not turn him heel. Well, it's like Steve Austin. He never changed from baby face to heel. Fans he, just started to cheer him. He never changed the way he acted or worked in the ring, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he just got over. The fans started cheering him. Behenan talking about God knows what. What the hell was that? I want that old Sting t-shirt with the pink scorpion on it. Uh So hot tag time coming. And here's a ring full of guys who can work a tag match as well as a good singles match. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably the biggest pop we've had on Nitro yeah. so far was that right. hot tag. There was kids jumping they up and down in the nuts crowd. for that. This is the first time you've had this kind of talent all working the same show in the same Yeah, that's league. true. All four of these guys can go. Oh, this could have been a main event of Starcade in like the late 80s, early yeah, 90s. Throw them in together. Sting and Flair are, are as over as you can get. Double mm-hmm. A is always solid. Pil- yeah. This is kind of the height of Pillman's right. in-ring career and you know his mic skills and everything have really come together. Yeah, he's over as hell. Oh, yeah. They love it. Where's oh there's Flair. I'm like, where'd he go? <laughs> he just peeking up over the edge there. Oh, Pillman ducked it. Sting's underwear coming up from the from his tights there. <laughs> Can we think Sting to me, at least in my mind, is really the first guy to wear the long trunks. Yeah, you didn't see a whole lot of people do I mean, it until he did. Maybe I, I know Ricky Steamboat did, like yeah. back in the in the eighties. Would yeah. probably Funk really always did the striped ones. Well, he did. He that was good later, I guess. That was more ECW when yeah. he was NWA champion. He wore the regular trunks. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, like Bret Hart and they always wore yeah. long, but right. I'd say probably Ricky Steamboat maybe would have been the first guy. Yeah. That I can think of. The modern that was, era. I mean, really... that was popular anyway. Right. Uh, oddly enough, the the Ray Trailer Big Boss Man just wearing slacks that never caught on. Yeah. What just happened? Count out. Uh, they won by count out, which in in the Road Warrior Hawk match from last week, I'm okay with, but not this one. Yeah, that made no sense. It's the main event. You got these four guys. I understand why they did it because. We're going to see this match mm-hmm. again at Halloween Havoc. So they're trying to build to that. And you can look at it this way. If this whole ploy is just a screw sting, why should Double A and Pillman take any further beating than they have to? I don't think it was a ploy. I think Sting gets screwed because he didn't come out there at first. Yeah, yeah that's possible. That's a good way to look at it. I mean, <laughs> Sting just, he gets what he deserves. I mean, I... I love watching him in the ring, but his character is like, you're just too damn gullible, dude. Let's just listen to Flair for a bit. I'll stay stuff first. The entire world is that arena. And you shouldn't trust the nature boy. Dirtiest player in the game. I'm excited what we're going to get to see out of Sting in the next year. Mm. Yep, I mean, one of the biggest character shifts in wrestling history. Yeah. Mm. There's a uh, there's a good series on, I think it's Daily Motion. This guy mm. literally puts together every segment that Sting is involved in from the day he turns, like, from basically when the NWO starts until the end of his career. Whoa, yeah. that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. And he has it in volumes. There's like 83 so, volumes or we're something. We're talking about as Sting, not like Blade Runners. Right. It with... starts with him being 
by WCW turning his back on him, like when Luger doesn't mm-hmm. trust him anymore. Oh, we're talking about just NWO right. era. It starts okay. with him turning into Crow Sting. It's called the Crow, Steam so- Crow Sting Saga. Okay. Like I said, there's nearly 100 volumes of this these yeah, video clips. That's, that's ridiculous, yeah. the amount of footage. I've watched about 20 or 30 of them. It's actually very entertaining. So Sting and Ric Flair are going to team together to face Double A and Pillman at Halloween Havoc. And like I said, spoiler alert, Flair turns on him. It's a schmoz. The, apparently, this whole ploy was just to screw Sting and get the uh, the Horsemen back together. Because as we've seen in the past weeks, the Flair, Horsemen being who after this? Well, we'll see. Okay, won't we? We'll. Uh, we've seen Flair wrestle Pillman. We've seen Flair wrestle Anderson twice. We've seen Flair wrestle Anderson at Fall Brawl. We've seen this match. And all it was, like these guys have had six to seven wrestling matches with each other, and all it was was a ploy to screw <laughs> Sting. Come on, people. So the outro doesn't take near as long this time, and that's this show. So next week we're gonna have uh, Luger and Flair versus or Luger, Luger and, and uh, who was that? Sting. <laughs> we just got they're gonna Harlem wrestle. Heat. They're gonna wrestle Harlem Heat. I'm excited. Dean Malenko Harlem versus Heat. Chris Benoit. That'll be oh, an awesome be match. One. Eddie versus Alex Wright. That'll mm-hmm. also be good. And, and then... <laughs> well... Jerk square jaw is Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Another episode in the bag. So, what do we think? What, what are we looking forward to in the next couple weeks here? We've got uh, we got Halloween Havoc. I'm looking forward out. to someone getting murdered on top of a building in Detroit. <laughs> I think that's going to be a good show. Um, next week will be the last Halloween Havoc Last Nitro before Halloween Havoc. And we will see the Dungeon of Doom's insurance policy. And we know what that is. Oh, I know what that is. Uh, let's, let's not give it away. For the oh, those for yeah. those who have never seen Halloween Havoc, watch it and yeah, you'll bask in well, the amazement think, of what they come up with. I think most people know the storylines, but there's a lot of one-off stuff like that that maybe, uh, if you're not our age or older, that you didn't you didn't catch, so... We will get to see the Dungeon of Doom's insurance policy next time on Late to the Nitro Party. See ya. Bye-bye.